Listening to A Quiet Mind. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Walking the dogs around the block on a kind of a chilly day. We had spoken yesterday on looking at how we work with ridding ourselves of the habits that we have, the so called bad habits, and how. At this time of the year, this is where it comes up for us to resolve to no longer do all these bad things that we've been doing. And we were going to take a look and just kind of be honest with ourselves yesterday about how that, you know, sometimes that works. There is success there sometimes, but uh, I want to know if it's lasting success, if, if we're really making a lasting change in ourselves. And I don't want to be too overtly critical here or judgmental. I just want to observe and say, has that really worked for us? The uh, breaking of bad habits by using the mind that created the bad habit to break the habit. Herein, I think that in most cases, the success rate is not that wonderful. So, another technique, another method, not necessarily. What we're really looking at here is a newness, a new way to look at how our mind works. Just observing how our mind is working around working around the, the objective of, okay, I'd like to stop doing this particular habit. So I hope that you have all written down these habits that you want to work with and you've listened to this. You know, if not, go back and listen to the previous post first you know, and make your list and, and look at all of these habits that you want to change about yourself. And what I'd like you to do, um, once you have found this list, is take the, the thing that you really believe by changing this, you're going to change your whole life. And this might be weight loss, this might be quitting smoking, quitting drinking, uh, getting a new job, getting a raise, etc. Whatever you believe to be the most important thing that you could do right now in your life that would make the greatest difference in um, how you live. So at this moment, go ahead and do that. Find out which one of these things is the, the most important to you. And then we'll come back after just a brief pause. Okay, we're back. So we've chosen this one thing that we're going to work on, this uh, one habit that we would like to break. And I would like us to just take a look at this, break it down a little bit. And um, how, how do we think that this is going to change us? How do we believe this is going to dramatically change our lives? What are the reasons why we would like to break this habit? And it would be a good idea to just take a look at these for a moment. And if you can, just take, say, the top three and write these down as well. Or just, you know, remember them in your head. 
So take those, uh, take that uh, challenge. Think of the top three things that uh, you believe that by stopping this, by changing this habit, that it, the change that it's going to bring in your life. And um, then what I want you to do is look at how much expectation that you have that by stopping this activity, look at the expectation that is built up around it. Become aware of that, that you have expectation that when I stop doing this, A, B, and C, one, two, three, is going to happen. And I know from uh, past personal experience that there were things that I thought that I would change about my outward appearance, that when I did, uh, my, my life was going to be absolutely fantastic, that all of the troubles, all of the things that had plagued me my whole life were going to just melt away because I had uh, changed my body size, my body shape, and the expectations were extremely high. And I would... Um, Personally, what, what, for me, it was always about weight loss and how weight loss was going to dramatically change my life, how people were going to treat me differently, how I was going to be able to get girlfriends, you know, etc., etc. Because, you know, really when we are honest, we see that society doesn't readily accept people who have weight problems, that, um, you know, there are certain, certain jobs that you can't do. I mean, realistically, that's what they say, you can't do them. Um, and, uh, you know, you start to build up this lack of self-confidence, which we'll go into later, which is also just another trick of the ego, but, uh, that's another story. But, uh, so my, my issue was always weight and how, when I lost all of this weight, ABC, one, two, three was going to change in my life and I would lose all this weight and then those things wouldn't change. Why? So then I would be, you know, very, very upset. I had done this thing. I'd, I'd lost a lot of weight. And then ABC and 123 didn't change a bit. Amazing. <laughs> so this is just a, something you want to reflect on when, you, when you're thinking that by changing these bad habits that certain things are going to change in your life for the better. Now, I'm sure that there would be market health improvement etc. from weight loss. So there would be, again, a buildup of, in quotes, self-confidence. And that when these things didn't come, the depression really set in. So, obviously, I would forget about it. It didn't work. So I'd just gain all the weight back plus a little bit more. So this is the experience that I've had with trying to make changes on the outward level, expecting there to be some sort of inner change that goes along with it. So, when I found that this didn't work after years and years and years, I thought I would start working from the inside out. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How, when we're really honest with ourselves, and we look at these things that we want to change... Certainly, there are going to be positive benefits. And there are many things that if we do change them, that there would be a brighter, healthier outlook on life that would be accompanied with this. But therein being a danger that the expectation level is set so high that 
what happens is there develops a conflict then between the mind as to whether or not we're going to do this thing. In other words, we create kind of a little cage fight with our monkey mind. And we, we develop the right and the wrong boardrooms up there. And what we, what we get is we get a bunch of uh, the critics kind of split and we have the one side that is uh, extolling all the benefits of making this change and how we need to do it. And then we have the other side that wants to just go ahead and keep doing the habit and doesn't give a damn. So this is what happens when we try to use the, the mind that created the problem to solve the problem, the mind that created the habit to break the habit. Because we're, we're set again with, we're, we're set up again almost for immediate failure. So that all being said, I still want to make the change. I still want to break that habit. And I know you do, as do I. So, trying all of these different things, you know, reading a lot of different books, a lot of different material, and then not just reading these things, but putting them into practice, I have found that one particular thing has proven to work increasingly every time that I use it. And I don't think it's really much of a method or a tool as it is a realization of how our mind really functions, how it's really doing its job up there, and once again, how to get in touch with this silent power that resides in all of us and be able to kind of direct this this beam of consciousness in a particular way. So how do we use this uh, part of ourself to bring about change? Well, we're going to have to do this in steps because, like we always do, peeling those layers of the onion down to the core takes a little bit of time because we need to kind of take away the, the old way of looking at things and the old way of dealing with things one layer at a time. And I've found that we, we, we simply have to do this because in most cases we're not aware of, of what we're doing and how we're doing it. So we're going to have to become aware in steps. So one of the levels of awareness that we've spoken about many times and is the awareness of the consciousness itself. In that consciousness being the, uh, the silent observer and how we get in touch with that. And that is in an earlier podcast. Uh, I believe it's titled Silent Observer. I'll have to look to make sure of what the title is on it. But this goes into depth with the Silent Observer. But in a nutshell, this is that part of ourselves that is our awareness, our consciousness. And that consciousness uh, has really no opinion. It has no right or wrong. It has no yes or no. It is just pure awareness. It's the part of us that is experiencing all of this silently. So, an exercise to get in touch with that is very simply recalling moments in your life where you experience this for yourself directly. So this is where we're going to start out. 
we're going to start out by recalling instances of having a direct experience of the silent observer, our pure consciousness. And I can give you some examples here, but what I want you to do is spend some real quality time examining this very closely for yourself to recall the moments of when you, when you became purely aware of your own consciousness. An example, watching a sunset, a beautiful sunset, and after the mind or you're saying out loud, oh, this is so beautiful, look at this, will you look at this? Is this amazing? Look at that orange, look at that blue, look at that yellow. Oh my gosh. And then you go silent. There's a moment here, hopefully, that you've all experienced, where you finally, in the presence of beauty or awe, we go silent. And in that moment, that silence and the experience that we're feeling, and I'm talking about the the butterflies in the stomach, I'm talking about the, um, the, the goosebumps feeling. When we're experiencing that and we're completely silent in the presence of, of some magnificent splendor of nature, for example, in that moment, we are pure awareness. We are pure being. That silent moment and the connection of bliss, love, joy, and awe. This is the silent observer. So what we're going to do is we're going to work diligently to recall these moments and we're going to remember them we're going to write them down just pick three sometimes this happens to me if i'm looking at a puppy i'll get the same type of feeling this wonder this awe this this connection to something you know larger than myself this awareness this consciousness this energy this power So make the list of those three things where you had a direct experience of your awareness, your being, your true I-ness. And then from there, we're going to work on recalling this, recalling this energy in the moment, in the now. Because science says now that the mind doesn't know the difference between the actual experience and just thinking about it. So we're going to work with that in the next couple of posts. Thanks for listening. Bye.